0: Hey everyone, Welcome to Coffee with Colin. Welcome to my latest episode, and I am so excited tonight because I've got one of my buddies who is a fellow thespian, and uh, we're going to be asking him all about his amazing career and talking to him about what it's like to work in Hollywood. He's also a musician, and he's married to a beautiful woman named Jamie Chung. And uh, this devilishly handsome young man, you've seen him on uh, shows such as One Tree Hill, October Road, The Perfect Score, The Mindy Project. He's also starred opposite Meryl Streep, one of my favorite actors, and Uma Thurman in Prime. He's been in Bride Wars with Kate Hudson and Friends with Benefits. He and I also actually were in two movies together. One of them was called Vice with Bruce Willis and the other one was called The Good Guy, which was one of my first acting roles ever. And uh, I learned a lot from this young man. Um, He also starred in one of my favorite TV shows ever, How to Make It in America on HBO. I was very, very bummed when that got canceled and so was AJ McLean from The Backstreet Boys. And uh, we're gonna be talking about that, but without further ado, Please put your hands together for Mr. Brian Greenberg, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Wow, ah, what an intro. That was What's amazing. up,
0: dude? How was, are you? I was like, I did all those things. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> As I look back, I'm like, Jesus. That's <laughs> We're getting older, man. Yeah, but well, you've got a, you definitely have an impressive resume and uh
1: got Great. a lot of good
0: questions in store. And, and thanks again for joining us
1: thanks for having me man I'm so happy you're doing this it's yeah
0: so cool. uh it's mm-hmm. been definitely uh a, a time of pivot as they say right
1: well yeah you got to figure something out right yeah. I mean, well we're, we're all stuck at home we got to figure like i mean as actors we're not working you know this is not happening right now so with 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 covid so we gotta we gotta do something So, yeah i, I mean it's it, it, uh is
0: is there, so you're you're in brooklyn right now right
1: yeah i'm in new york yeah i'm in brooklyn
0: Okay. yeah and uh I mean, is there any signs of it lightening up over there?
1: Actually, it's been, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been here since March and, uh, it was scary, like very, very scary. We don't need to get super dark, but you know, we lived by a hospital and we saw things and all of our friends were sick and it was just, it was bad. It was really, I mean, you saw the news, it was bad. Yeah. Um, but New Yorkers have a way of following the rules, working together and 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 there's we're we're tough people, we're strong, you know and 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 we know how to work with other people, so we all put the masks on, we all social distance, and we we're getting we're getting a handle on it and now it's really cool. the streets have a lot of the streets have closed down, but they've the restaurants that has outdoor seating now on the streets yeah. become like this kind of cafe. Like atmosphere, almost like Paris, and it's, yeah, it's kind of I kind I kind of love it.
0: It's yeah, great. It's, like, it's actually,
1: it's uh, it's great.
0: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely uh, this slowdown has definitely been, in a lot of ways, a nice little reset because okay. I think you know just with the rapid pace of the way things were going, it just kind of yeah, you know, it was easy to kind of get caught up in just trying to keep up and keep your head above water. Yeah, and I would say over the past six months, um, I've really reflected on you know what am i going to do through all of this and how am i going to maybe come out the other side as a better person uh as someone who can take what i was already doing with regards to my my acting career but then uh take it to that next level so to speak where i always kind of felt like i was on that hamster wheel of trying to go on these auditions and get the next job yeah and i always had ideas of like okay yes one day I do want to write one day I want to develop, but I was like, well, one day w- will be someday. And eventually after, you know, being stuck at home for yeah. <laughs> you know, a few weeks, you're like, okay, I guess now is, is that someday, right? Someday, yeah.
1: So yeah. what have you, so, so what have you taken out of this, this whole situation? Yeah.
0: So I, I was actually you supposed know, to be yeah. on my, my one man okay. show tour. Uh, starting in May. So I had this, like, 20-city tour based on my book that I wrote, Agile Artist. Yeah. And, uh, and that whole thing came out of me actually uh, just deciding that I was tired of going into these auditions, waiting for someone to choose me to do what I love to do. And so, I mean, I, I see it with you and a lot of other actors, artists out there, where you've actually started to get into writing as well. And you also yeah. create your own music,
1: Right? yeah 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 it's funny enough, like I've always been a actor musician, but since the coronavirus, like I haven't really I thought I'd be playing a lot of music like this would be the time to like write an album, you know yeah, right but I have not been inspired to play. It's just like I know like I like to gear up to, to a show where I know I'm gonna be playing in front of people and like yeah,' I see that happening. I've done a couple little live concerts. people like on zoom and you know for charity and whatnot but um my creative energy since i can't put into put it into acting right now it's been in writing so i've been developing and writing films so and i I finished one and so i feel somewhat accomplished
0: real awesome So you during this this time what's that during covid you've written this this yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and just started going out to producers with it and we'll see i mean some people who have read it liked it. And I don't know. Yeah, I, this is this, you know, these things take years to, yeah. to, to happen. But I feel like I, I didn't totally waste my time.
0: Well, Rosa Linda Heide says she loves your song 36 Hours. Oh, thank you. Thank
1: yeah. you. So much. Do you yeah. have,
0: have your guitar right there?
1: I don't have it right here. No, sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to
0: say, you can bust out a tune for us.
1: Nah, not. Oh, you should have me <laughs> Warmed up the vocal cords a little bit.
0: Yeah. Sure. So um so you have been uh I, I think we've we've pretty much kind of have had a similar trajectory with yeah. our acting careers. And and as I mentioned in the beginning here, um uh we've done a couple of films together. Yeah, the good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. did you always know you wanted to be an actor?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, ever since I was like 10. I just I I I didn't at first I was in a, a ballet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I, like, I I my sister was auditioning for it in Omaha, where I grew up, and they needed voice audition. So I was like, yeah. My, my mom kind of shoved me in there, and I was like, I don't know how to dance. I don't know anything, but I just kind of ran around and did some somersaults or whatever, and I got the part. And then I got to get out of school for three weeks and perform all over Nebraska and South Dakota, and kind of we went on tour and. I just love the stage. I thought this was so cool. You could just step on stage and be in a different world. Yeah. And, um, I got home All my friends made fun of me so bad that I stopped doing ballet, but I got in a theater. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. It's similar,
0: it's, Cause my sister was also an actress and oh, yeah. I was, I was kind of shy and introverted, but yeah. my sister was always like, I want to go on these auditions. So my mom would schlep us around mm-hmm. and then my sister would go up there and audition. And my mom would be like, do you want to get up there and, and do it? I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, it was like, what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So I ended up actually booking a role in this play and my sister didn't, but Dang. Right Dang. my mom did was that on the first audition, she had us both show up. And so we both go up there and then they were like listing out the, the, the list of, of characters that we were supposed to play. And my sister was up there and they, they didn't have a role for her. And they were, she was like, well, she basically pretended. My mom said, "Just pretend that you got a role, and they gave her a part." So we were actually in this play together. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I give my yeah. mom a lot of credit for that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, my sister didn't get the Nutcracker, and I did. So I always kind of held that over her. But then later on, we both auditioned for Fiddler on the Roof, and I just got like generic chorus member, and she got one of the lead roles. So she still holds that over. Okay. Me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and is she an actress as well no no she's a teacher yeah okay
1: God bless her. yeah um but yeah, yeah good guy and we did uh vice
0: yes yeah and it's funny because when uh you know people say like oh yeah yeah you guys are in that movie together but we actually never had any of our scenes together so who nah, did you good guy we did And the good guy we did yeah 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 on, on Vice, I was the uh, mad scientist who fixes the robots in this fantasy world. Oh, it's almost like Westworld. Yeah. And then uh, and then I get electrocuted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that movie was strange. I, it was fun, but I, I thought I, I was supposed to be a scientist as well, and I got down there, and they were like, so here's your gun. I'm like, why do I have a gun? They're like, oh, there's been a rewrite. I'm like, what's going on? What movie? Yeah. <laughs> the movie changed out. Cool.
0: Yeah, there's definitely... Uh, it, it's crazy, because... The uh, the patient that I was working on in that film, he was one of the producers. So you know how like producers will put up some money and then they just want to make a, a small cameo in the film. Yeah. And it was this this English guy. And so we got to, to talking, and uh, you know he was like, "Yeah, I, I'm actually producing the movie." And I was like, "Oh, really? No shit." I was like, "So you know, what uh, what did what attracted you to this particular script? You know, above." all others that you've read right. out there. And he said, oh, "I I didn't read the script. I said, yeah. what are you talking about? He said, I didn't read it. I just knew that Bruce Willis, they were casting Bruce Willis. So I knew that it will make 4 million in England. It'll make 3 million in Australia. It'll make 2 million in Kazakhstan. The, the movie making business, unfortunately, has changed in that sense where it's not necessarily about the material, it's about who is cast in the film. And because marketing budgets, Are so astronomically crazy expensive to promote films. Unfortunately, film movies have to cast actors that have a name so that the name itself will do the advertising. Because yeah, on a traditional blockbuster movie, I mean, your your ad spend on that is uh, just to get any eyeballs on there is like at least thirty million, and I mean, just that's why no one really makes movies anymore because it's just it's too expensive.
1: And also, who's going to the movie theater?
0: Yeah, right. Well, no one
1: now. Yeah, which sucks because I love independent films. That's like what I grew up watching. It's still what I love to do, probably the most of all. I mean, I've worked on studio films, I've worked on TV. I love indie films. I just love coming together, rolling up our sleeves, and getting it done and telling like raw and interesting stories. And it's just a medium that's just, it's dying, it's getting squeezed out. But, you know, there is a home for some of these films on the streamers, but it's it's just it's it's not like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I think, you know, Netflix is amazing. And so is Amazon Prime, but also yeah. at the same time, um, it just definitely has changed the uh, the whole Hollywood model. I mean, everything is streaming now. And, you know, we're lo- looking at short form content on Quibi, like 10 minutes. That I haven't looked at it. Yeah, I, I haven't I I haven't actually looked at it, but I just know it yeah. it's all like short form. Yeah, content. I know what it is, but I just had people's <laughs> attention spans are like two seconds nowadays. Yeah. yeah. But well, you I, uh, you actually just produced an independent film, didn't you? Uh I produced already tomorrow.
1: Film. Yeah, yeah. Jamie and I, my wife and I uh, produced that and started in that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: Okay. Yeah. So this is this is awesome because I've always wanted to know exactly like what the whole production process is. I've actually um I have I've been attached to producing a couple yeah. of projects, but never have actually gotten them made. Right. Um, so your wife, the beautiful Jamie Chung. Yeah. Uh, who was on, so did she get started on the real world? Is that? I think that was one of her first things, yeah. And then okay. she
1: pivoted into an like, amazing, legitimate actress. And, and and not a lot of people have done that from that world, and she's uh, she's getting better and better. Uh, but um, this, this project came to us because of uh, the writer director uh, named Emily Ting, who I've worked with on uh, a couple uh, a movie called The Kitchen, is where I first met her, and then I produced a, my first film um, called uh, A Year in Change that uh, I got her to come along and help produce, and and she wrote this, and she kind of said, Will "You and Jamie, look at it," and we're like, eh, "Yeah, sure." We finally got around to it, and. Um, we read it out loud and we're like, this is really good. Like, this is like, this has got a lot of potential. And so we sat and we gave her notes and it's a really easy movie to produce in the sense that it's just two actors, they're walking and talking, but it was difficult in the sense that, um, and I don't want to take all the credit like I did. Producing means I basically helped, we helped it come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And we gave creative notes, um, but she did a lot, a lot of the actual, legwork in Hong Kong, setting up the crew. She already, she got the budgets. So we didn't have to do any of that stuff. It was more just creative.
0: Okay. Yeah. And what's the story about?
1: Oh, it's about two people who meet one night in Hong Kong. It's very much inspired by the, uh, before, uh, um, now I'm blanking on it, Um,
0: before, before Sunrise. Yeah, yeah Ethan Hawk and Julie. Yeah. So it's
1: like that walk and talk romance. So it's like two people, they meet randomly in Hong Kong one night, they have an experience, a, a crazy night, and then the second act is a year later. They meet again, and it's one night. So it's just two nights in Hong Kong.
0: Okay. Yeah. And is there is there any like special twist to it, or is it just more so a relationship story?
1: It's it's yeah. It's,
0: without giving away too much. Yeah,
1: I, I play an expat who's been living in Hong Kong uh, for like ten years, and she plays. Uh, a Chinese American who's there on business who's never been. So it's kind of interesting that like the white guys, the local, you know, and, and, um, and we just basically explore this beautiful city together. And then, you know, it's all about, uh, I don't want to give it away, but it's like questioning uh, what's cheating, what's not cheating. Um, what's, what's, uh, yeah, I don't want to give it away. It, okay. If people haven't seen it, it's it's a good movie. I think it's on. I think it's on Amazon. You can watch it right now or Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, he yeah. cool. was trending or whatever.
0: Like okay, cool. Yeah. And so um, obviously working with your wife, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. What was that? What was that like?
1: It was great. Um, you know, we work on our like our stuff together all the time, so I'm very we're very used to each other, and we know our rhythms and how each other work but it was interesting since we were playing a couple that was falling in love we wanted to build that chemistry a little bit and we got two separate apartments while we were filming and uh that was a lot of fun um so i could watch my nba playoffs at like <laughs> it's <was> great
0: <laughs> and so i mean obviously with with her act, uh, acting and she's an influencer travels quite a bit mm-hmm. and so do you um, Obviously, before COVID, when right. you were traveling a lot more, um, yeah. did you find that difficult keeping a yeah. relationship? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, you obviously see so many Hollywood relationships uh, have challenges where a lot of the times it just comes down to proximity. I mean, when you're away from someone for yeah. so long, it. it
1: yeah. I'm not like, going to lie and say that it's that's easy um, yeah. being in essentially a long distance relationship. But we make it work, you know. We both like our space and we like our privacy, and um, and we really truly value the time that we have together. So it makes that time much more special. And we're lucky enough that it's just the two of us and our dog right now. It's not like we have a family, so it's it's manageable at this point. Yeah. Um, if, as we grow, we'll see how that works and how we how we play it. But this quarantine, I mean, I'd say we've been married five years. We've probably been together for like three. Of those like two years because we both work and we're just gone
0: so like two out of the five years you've actually have lived apart
1: uh, yeah probably wow. yeah
0: wow so yeah. a lot of face time, a lot of, face time.
1: <laughs> wow. a lot of this this is like we might as well be married dude
0: yeah <laughs> this
1: exactly like my, relationship. Well, my
0: girlfriend lives in brazil so i'm in the same oh, really? situation yeah, oh, dude, I, haven't yeah. Her for a while. I haven't seen her six months Oh man! Yeah, so a lot of Facetime. Okay. You guys still together? Oh yeah, that's good. Oh yeah. What yeah the- we'll throw on. So like right now we're binge watching Peaky Blinders.
1: Oh, good so sure. we'll just
0: throw that on, throw Facetime on, and we like it's like we're watching the show together.
1: Yeah, that's nice. We like, like
0: Facetime dinner dates. You cook together too, and like oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah.
1: It's nice. I mean, it's 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 better than the old days when you had to have the phone.
0: Oh, yeah. I I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hate. Yeah, it. Makes it manageable. It's not as good as being in the same room, but you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when are you gonna be able to see each other six
0: months. That's a long. Well, time. Well, I mean, obviously, with, I mean, Brazil's still locked down right now. Yeah. So. Well, either way. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. We were hoping September, but we'll see. see? Wear a mask. Yeah. Everybody wear, wear a mask. It. Wear a mask. <laughs> so I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um. I haven't done this yet, uh, yet on an episode. So Brian, okay. you're my first uh, my first guest to be able right. to do this. I've got some questions from some of my audience where they uh, they wrote in earlier today on Instagram and Facebook. So okay. if you guys are interested in uh, asking Brian any more questions, feel free to jump on here as well and uh, chime in. But Jessica Brownlee on the topic of relationships okay. asks... Uh, do you have any children and if not do you want them uh you said you didn't you I have can't, a dog unless you count my dog
1: you um my dog you who i'm always like posing with on instagram because i love him. um <laughs> and i spoil him. uh no but we do want children so yeah someday yes there's talk
0: how many kids do you want to have
1: at first, I was like, I want
0: two. Now I'm like, let's take one.
1: Let's- yeah.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Just uh, go on an airplane for, uh, yeah. you know. Because we
1: travel a lot. We live in, you know, we live all over the place. So we just, we, we want it it'd be a lot easier to travel just one and two.
0: Yeah. Whenever I'm on an airplane and there's a screaming kid, I'm always just like, I always want kids. And then when I'm in that situation, I feel so bad for the poor mom or dad who's just, Trying to do everything they can to keep the baby quiet. It's, uh, it's really like, good. yeah, yeah. Yes, I
1: definitely do want kids.
0: All right, uh, we've got Joelle Maquette is asking, uh, what country would you like to film your next movie in?
1: I mean, America would be nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that's a really good question. Oh, I already know the answer. Cause I just wrote it, Israel. Ah. I wrote a movie that takes place in Israel. So I'd love to shoot it there.
0: I've never been, I'd always loved it. It's amazing,
1: fascinating and complicated place.
0: Have you swam in the Dead Sea? I
1: have, I have.
0: Actually, thir- I heard in 30 years, the Dead Sea is actually going to evaporate.
1: Oh, because it's, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so now's the time, <laughs> you wanna go float. It <laughs> burns. Does it? Way more than you think. Everything burns. What else? What else did you like in Israel? Uh,
1: I mean, there's just so much history there. I mean, all the religions. I mean, all the three major religions: Muslim, Judaism, uh, Christianity. It all stems from there, and it's there's so much history there for thousands of years. Um, people have been flocking to that country, and and it's just uh, the culture is so rich. So it's and it's 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 amazing. I mean, it's got its issues, no doubt, yeah. but yeah, it's an amazing place for sure.
0: Definitely want you to go. Feel like, you can feel
1: like, I don't know if you're a religious person. I, I I identify as Jewish. I was raised Jewish, but I'm not super, super religious. But when you're there, I mean, I, I you feel it. You feel the presence of something greater than yourself. That's all I can say. You feel it. It's like in the air because everybody else feels it. Ah,
0: Yeah. What religion is Jamie? What's that? What religion is Jamie? I was
1: raised Catholic. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so did you guys, did you convert or did she convert or? No. No. No.
1: No, It's, uh, no. Yeah. We kept it. You know, I, I, that's religion is my thing. I don't need it to be, I don't need to force that on somebody else. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Would you say you're a spiritual person?
1: I believe in something greater than myself. I think people, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I definitely believe. I, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Spiritual person. Do I?
0: Yeah. It's a good I, question. For me, like I was raised Catholic. Okay. And, um, you know, I, just after traveling around the world and meeting people from all over the world who practice so many different religions, um, I, I just started to take, um, I just started to question like, well, just because I was born in America and, you know, I was raised as a Catholic. Does that mean that that's the only one right religion out there? Cause I mean, obviously you're Jewish. There's people who, who believe in Islam, but then you, I you lived in Japan for seven weeks and, you know, they study Buddhism and their Buddhism isn't even considered a religion. There's actually two different sects of Buddhism where some of them actually consider Buddha as a god and then the others just think of Buddhism as a philosophy, a way of life.
1: Mm.
0: And so it just kind of seemed to me that well is it just random where wherever you're born in the world like if you were born in India then you're a Hindu and what I just you know after having conversations with so many of these you know different people who believe in different religions Ultimately, it seemed like it all came down to the same thing: having this connection to something that you just said, something bigger, grander than yourself. And and I think whether you are in Jerusalem or whether you go to a church, because I, I feel that whenever I go into a Catholic church, mm-hmm. and I've been to uh, like the Vatican, mm-hmm. and you just get that sense yeah. that you're connected to something deeper, more meaningful. And uh, that's that's my I guess idea of spirituality and yeah, order I that's, whether that's yeah, I mean, like walking on a beach or when you're sailing or whatever that connection for you is, where you feel that connection to something bigger, deeper, yeah. um, more significant, to me that's that's my spirituality.
1: I, I think that's well put. And I don't I don't think there's one way, right? To the truth or whatever or to God, whatever you want to call it. But there's many ways to get there and there's many different types of observances, but in the end, it's all the same thing.
0: Yeah. I think there's definitely uh, many different ways to have that connection to God or the universe or whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. I think the unfortunate thing thing is, is when people think their one way is the right way.
1: That's crazy. And how how do you know that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know? You really know. Right.
1: You you believe that, but you don't, you don't know. Right, <laughs> so that I can't, I can't mess with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, definitely, uh, Jerusalem is a place that I'd, I'd love to go. Yeah, and visit. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to our, our next question. Uh, <laughs> let's see here, Jennifer Valletin, Uh What did you like most about working on One Tree Hill?
1: I mean, look at the time. It was just, I, I I mean, it was one of my first jobs in, in television, and it was, I had no idea how big the show would be. Like, to this day, it's like, there's a whole new audience that's, every year, there's like a new generation that discovers it on Netflix, or who, I don't even know what it's on now. But um, I, I'm kind of blown away by how far-reaching the fan base is, on, and how passionate the fan base has been on that show. More than anything, I've, and I've Done a lot of different things, but yeah. this show has a rabid, passionate fan base. And what I think I love most about it was it really gave me a chance to showcase my music. And at the time, and my because my character could, and it, and it launched my character played music, and it and it sort of launched this other career for me, uh, playing music. And I got to tour, and you know, put out a bunch of records, and and that really gave me a, a legitimate platform to do that. So I'm just grateful for so much of that show. And, 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 still to this day, the fans that continue to watch it.
0: What was the audition process like for that? I didn't
1: audition. I, 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 I worked on this movie called the perfect score and, uh, and the writer of that created one tree Hill and he, we got along and he's, he thought this role would be great for me. And he sort of
0: gave me a part. Amazing.
1: Yeah, totally. Especially, especially,
0: What's that yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so. and, then, and then after that, you did uh, Prime with Meryl Streep. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. That was crazy.
0: He's my ultimate all time fave. What was that like?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was so confident and young at that time. Like I just didn't, I was so naive to how the careers worked. And, um, and I would just, Kind of came in like, like a young man, uber confident, right? Like ready to go.
0: Yeah.
1: And she could sense that, you know, because I felt like I had to, do, I had to do like six different tests to get to this role. And we're just, it wasn't. I was a nobody at the time, you know. To, to get that role was, I had to fight for it. And um. And she, and she's like, "So you nervous?" And I'm like, nah, I got this." You know.
0: So this was after you got hired. Yeah, when we were rehearsing. Okay, because yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily know with regards to actually booking a big time job like that. So similar yeah. to uh, to something borrowed, my I went in uh, was like five times before because again I was a nobody and like playing opposite Kate Hudson, it's like they've you've got to like prove that you can deliver when you go through all these audition uh, these auditions. So what was that? How long was that audition process for you?
1: Oh man! Well, (laughs) funny story that I don't know if a lot of people know. Um, I actually tested for the film. Well, the the the, to to answer your question, it was maybe I think it was like six auditions. Yeah, five five or six. It was a lot.
0: Um, Did you read with Uma? Uma
1: No, I tested with Sandra Bullock. It was a Sandra Bullock, but. And then I got, and she signed off on me, and we had good chemistry, I thought. And then, she, for some, I don't know why she she fell out after I got the job. And then they were like, there was like a list of like three actresses that could they could fit in, and Uma was one of them. And Uma's only question was, "This kid Brian, how tall is
0: he?" <laughs> oh yeah, because she's six foot, right?
1: Yeah, and so. <laughs> Uh, the producers lied. They said I was six one, even though I was like six, and they gave me these little lifts to put in my shoe
0: yeah.
1: when I was around her. Which I'm like six feet tall. Like, I'm, yeah, you're you're a tall, tall dude. I remember like they were freaking out. I had to like get these molds to like put in, so they were nervous that that, that I'd be too short for her. But uh, it, it worked out.
0: <laughs> so when you showed up on set, then Meryl Streep was like, so. So you got this?
1: Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got this. And then she's like, I'm like, and then she's just like, uh-huh. And I'm like, why? Are you, are you nervous? And she's like, yeah, I'm scared shitless. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. It never ends. All right. <laughs> got it.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I'm, I'm real quick, you know? Would you say um, when, you, uh, when you are auditioning or when you are on working on a new project,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, how big are your nerves? Do you get nervous before shooting? No, man,
1: I don't know about you, but when I'm a terrible auditioner, I get so nervous.
0: Yeah, me too. And I'm just bad at it.
1: But when I'm on set, I'm like, I feel like I'm so loose and free. So yeah,
0: I, it's it's I, such I a, it a, a weird mind game that yeah your mind plays. So what what do you think it is when you walk into that audition process that trips you up? Well.
1: I don't know, man. I just think the pressure sometimes gets to me, but I don't feel that pressure when I have all day to shoot a scene. And I know yeah. I have confidence of already having the role. I think this, the idea of having to prove it, prove myself and like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a terrible feeling. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but some, some actors are different. Some actors are great auditioners and they can't deliver on set. And I'd rather be yeah. this, but, um, I'm always yeah, I'm always better when it's like an offer <laughs> like I don't know when I'm on set I I'm just I'm, I'm I have the confidence and I guess it's just a lack of confidence when you don't have I don't know I don't know I, I've been trying to I've come to a place with auditioning where I've stopped fighting it and I'm just like this is how it is this is just like you're always gonna have to do it this is part of the process just letting it go and yep. enjoying it and trying to stay loose with it and You know um i don't i I don't think i'm as bad as i used to be i used to get all worked up now i'm just letting
0: it go i find it's the anticipation that Mm. trips me up so like when i'm doing it when you're in the process of it Mm. much like you know i write about this in my book much like michael jordan being in the zone or any other athlete being in the zone where you're just so in that present moment and enjoying the process—that's that's one of the things I love about acting. Because when it clicks in and you drop into that scene where time stops and it's like you could do this forever—that's the best part of acting. But it's like that getting to that place is almost like fall, falling asleep. You can't really get there. You can only create the conditions for it to happen. Good so nice. it's yeah. uh, it's funny. Um, there's uh, an actor who. He's married to, uh, to, uh, um, Uh, Guard. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he says, whenever he's, when he was doing Broadway, he said before the curtain opens, he's freaking terrified, just like yeah. nerves up the wazoo. And he said, if there was a gun sitting on a stool, right before I went out on stage, I would blow my brains out every time because the nerve, it's so nerve wracking. Well, he said, once I get out there and I say my first lines and I connect with the other actor, then boom, that's yeah, that's When When we're ready to rock and roll, and even uh, and I've mentioned this before, but um, even uh, um, God, it's, it's been a long day, Bry. Um, no. uh, Beatles, yeah, the Beatles, the Beatles, <laughs> John Paul, yes. George Ringo? John. George Ringo. Nope. John. Oh, Let in. Okay. Would throw up before every performance. No or, way. Or more, yes. Yes. So there's still hope for us. <laughs> and then there was there's uh, stories I read of Leonardo DiCaprio actually doing cartwheels in the hallways of auditions before he'd actually go in. Oh, really? You so much nervous energy before you go in there that a lot of the times it's just releasing that. Yeah, nervous energy before you before you get in.
1: Now I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> it's just been so long because the business is totally shut down. So
0: yeah, are you? Uh, did you take many acting classes then? Because um, yeah. you were uh, you went to Tish, right? Yeah, I went to NYU.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tisch. yeah. What was that like? Uh, I was fantastic. I studied at the David Mamet School, Atlantic School. Um, so I learned how to like interpret scripts and break down scripts. That's really helped me now. I think it, as i'm transitioning into writing um and then i did experimental theater which is just totally working with your body i got to study in amsterdam for a summer which was amazing like rolling around on the floor acting like an animal all the weird actor stuff you think of that was great and then i've studied with very so many coaches and teachers in la i still try to study to this day i didn't get coached i it's, i'm always learning i'm always like you just never get there, you know? It's just a lifelong journey.
0: Just, yeah. yeah. Who would you, who would you say is uh, one of your favorite acting teachers?
1: Uh, in LA, I've worked with uh, this, this amazing teacher named Lee Kilton Smith, do you know her? No. Yeah. fantastic, yeah. She's, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So what would you say? So there's a lot of people out there who are actually looking to get into acting sure. uh, and even being a musician. Uh, There's a lot of artists out there who are thinking about whether they should go into a career in the arts or to do maybe the traditional job of going to college and and getting the regular job. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give someone who's considering going into a career in the arts?
1: Well, I can only speak from my own experiences, Um, and I just know that I was so singularly focused my whole life and it's still to this day on on, on pursuing a career in in, in in movies. And I think that really helped me out because I didn't have a backup plan, you know? I wasn't like, well, maybe I'll do this because I was like, no, I'm just doing this. So that, I was really obsessive about it and I, and I, you know, I've had some success and I think that I can only attribute it to my tenacity, you know, and so I think if you're on the fence Sure, take some classes, but if you are passionate about it, for sure you got to fall through on that, you know. Um, but just know that it's so hard. It's so hard, and like it's, you're gonna hear stories of someone, you know, hitting it big, and um, and and, and even like us, like you, you know, you, it, a career it goes like this. There's so many, there's only I can only count a couple people that I know that have just. Continue to work. Most people go like this. That's what yep. it is, you know. And you just got to be okay with the uh, the highs and the lows of it, you know. You really do. You just got to appreciate that process because you're in it. Once you're in it, you're in it. Like I'm, you you you've you branched out, and done all these other things. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I am not qualified to do anything. <laughs> like, and that good thing, I still love it, you know. Yeah. Oh God.
0: Yeah. What would you? What advice would you give your younger self? Don't be so picky
1: don't be so picky about choices I don't, don't don't like I think I took my career a little too serious and I would over analyze well if I do this movie then what does that mean da, 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 da. just just flow go with it don't overthink it you know I think I had a tendency to overthink things you know and I let a lot of roles go away that I think I could have made something great out of and uh, you know you don't get those things back and not that I live in regret because I you, I had these lessons that I have now for the future, but, um, just looking back on it, I, I think I took it a little too, I was a little too precious.
0: With do you, my, you, do you think that came from your reps who were partially? I, and, Cause I, I would get that too, where once I did one project, they just kind of got uh, a little protective or almost yeah. a little, uh, snobby about other projects and i was like but i kind of like that one i this is and just i think advice i would give to myself is listen more to my instincts yes Um, i just didn't necessarily trust myself as much when i first got out there because Mm -hmm. i was like well this agent's been doing this for many years so they probably know better than i do and dude inevitably whenever i've gone against my gut it's always come back to bite me
1: yeah. And yeah. I would give this other piece of advice. Can I add this another Yeah,
0: thing? absolutely.
1: Is is create your own work. Like I just you and I were kind of same age group. We weren't taught that when coming up. We're just like, Oh, you're an actor, things will come to you. But then the generation just like five years younger than us, they started like, you know, the Donald Glovers, the Minnie Kalings, like the Aziz Ansari's, they all they all create their own stuff and I didn't come to that realization till till later and I'm, I'm yeah. getting to now, but I was just never, that was just, I never thought in my mind that I'd have to create, create it as well. Cause it was just, yeah. to, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely so true. Yeah. Um, so there's a woman named Patty who wants to know, who do you draw your greatest inspiration from?
1: Well, I don't know. There's so many people to look up to. Um, my greatest inspiration. I don't know.
0: Um, it, 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 yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it with uh, with the particular pick six in terms okay. of who your inspiration okay. with acting is. Okay. Uh, but there, was there someone that when you were growing up you looked up to?
1: I know that sounds corny and nobody knows who this guy is, but my father. <laughs> you know, he's just a, he's a good, solid man. And whenever I have a question about anything, he always has the answer. Um, very knowledgeable, very kind, always provided for his family. Um, you know, he's, yeah, I'd say my, my both my parents. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, weren't they psychologists? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you do research- a little, little research on you? Hey. Yeah, my mom's a, uh, a psychologist as well, family therapist. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. So did they give you any relationship advice before oh. you got married? Oh.
1: Always. Yeah. And they're still together, so I listen to them. Yeah. They, yeah. They're also good mediators when we're working through things.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Angela Contra Modos wants to know what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it?
1: Um, man, the biggest challenge. Um, I have a uh, pretty bad attention deficit disorder, like really bad. It's hard for me to focus. And um, it's taken me like I, for me to memorize lines or for me to when I was in school to to study for a test, it's like it's almost crippling how bad it is. Like my attention spans all over the place. So just learning how to train my mind through meditation and 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 uh, and really learn how to focus my mind has been one of the true challenges of my life because it's, it's just it's crazy in there.
0: So what do you do? Meditation? Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So now,
1: now I don't have to do it as much because I can just kind of tap into things. But early on, I had to do a lot to, to, to get the voices. And
0: what does that look like for you? I mean, do you sit down? You put on music? Do you do a guided meditation? Guided
1: meditations. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do TM, for incidental meditation. I would just do a mantra over and over. But, yeah. uh, it You know, I've got so many thoughts running through my brain. I have trouble sleeping. You know, so it's just... It's really good for me, and this is my whole life has been like this. So finding meditation has really, really helped me, those.
0: and I mm-hmm. would argue to say do a triathlon. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> crazy. Like you know, I, I, I mean, today I rode like in the heat, like I don't know, 25 miles, but I'm still like I'll still won't be able to sleep tonight.
0: Really, it's. Yeah, see, so working out is the is my go-to. Yeah, um, and so you've uh, so you and I have done the the Saint Jude Triathlon in South Beach. Yes, um, a few times now. Oh, couldn't do it this year. I know, just uh, such a shame. But um, yeah, it's always a good time. Yeah, you and me, Jeff Stoltz, yeah, Warzins down there regularly. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good time. Good which, cause. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which raises money for for. Children's Cancer Hospital, and you know they, they do such great work. And they're really paving the way in that field of, um, of finding finding cures. So it's it's and you get to meet the families and the kids. And it's it's truly that's it's good work we're doing. Down
0: there. Yeah. So yeah. on the next round, hopefully in April, we'll be uh, hitting you guys all up for so. some donations. Yes. Um, so let's get into uh, asking you what your favorite movies are, shall we? Okay. So, this part of the show is brought to you by Picticular. This is a movie curating app where it allows you to, uh, to check out any genre of movie. So, if you're going down, you know, if you're sitting down to watch a movie, so you're not like scrolling through Netflix or, you know, Apple TV, whatever, for hours. If, uh, if you're looking for Brian's, Recommendations for his pick six. We're going to get to those right now. So, the first, I remember them, Mr. Greenberg is what is your favorite movie of all time?
1: Oh, of all time is Back to the Future.
0: Back to the Future.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the perfect film. Yes. Yeah. Or Goodwill Hunting is also a perfect film in my mind.
0: Two of two of my my favorite movies as well. What did you like about What did you like about Back to the Future? Back to
1: the Future. I mean, honestly, uh, Michael J. Fox is the reason I wanted to become an actor. I just and I think he's fantastic. I, I hit me at the right age when I was a kid um, in the eighties when that came out. It was like that's exactly who I wanted to be. I used to hear that if you if you slumped over, it would it would it would uh, Stifle your growth, so I would always do that because <laughs> I wanted to work again. So now I got a bad back. Um, I just think it's a perfect movie. It's it, it's got it comedy, action. It's got a sci-fi twist. It's romance. It's got everything, and it's you know it's a little kitschy. If like the performances are a little big, but in cartoonish, but it works within that genre.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Did you know Michael J. Fox was a recast?
1: Yes, they did. Eric Stoltz, poor guy. Yeah, never gonna live that
0: down. But if you go on YouTube, you can actually see some of the scenes that they actually do a split screen. Yeah, see Michael J. Fox's performance, and this is the thing that was the dilemma. I think they what shot like six weeks worth of footage.
1: Yeah, and then I think he was just like too serious. Yeah, yeah, just was like wasn't giving it the levity that the role needed, and I always really, I think the producers always wanted Michael J. Fox, and they were just able to get him out of his contract with family ties and, and, and to make it work.
0: Oh, okay. God. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then, so you said, so we have your favorite movie of all time as Good will Hunting and your favorite. Oh, well, yeah. I remember it. Back to the Future.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, favorite what? movie of all time. Yeah, sure. Good will Hunting. And then. Favorite movie growing up is Back to the Future. I couldn't I couldn't figure out which one to choose. It's that's this is like Sophie's choice, man. it's not easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely not. The one thing
1: is a fantastic film. Uh I think it's it just the the music was by Elliot Smith, who is my biggest inspiration uh musically as a singer-songwriter. And um, I just think Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. And uh, Robin Williams' fantastic performances. Yeah, Um, it's got comedy, it's got drama. It's it's. it's I like things that have a little bit of everything. I don't. Yeah, just be one genre, you know.
0: Yeah, to me, that's that's my favorite kind of movie, and uh, um, Dead Poet Society as well for sure. But um, so I'm sure you knew this, but Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote that film, right? And when they were shopping it around Hollywood. They said, you know, they, we'll sell this, but we come with the script, yeah, just like Sylvester Stallone did with Rocky, yeah. And um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, um, they started to hear that I don't know what it was, but they they'd heard that uh, studios, much like that producer I told you about, that said, Well, I didn't read the script, I just know that if this actor is going to be in it, I know it's going to make money. So right. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, just to preserve the integrity of the film to see if anyone actually, any of these producers actually read the script. So when they started taking these meetings, they could tell that some of these, these producers hadn't read the script yet. So when they went to go meet with Harvey Weinstein, who actually ended up buying the script, they're sitting there and he said, yeah, no, this is a, this is a great script guys. Um, and you know, they proceeded to tell him that, uh, you know a script is usually about a hundred pages, 120 yeah. pages they had written over a thousand pages of dialogue wow. from, and they whittled it down to the hundred pages. And uh, Harvey was like, yeah, no, this is, this is a great story. But uh, I, I, guys, I just I just have one, one question. There's the, the scene with the psychologist where Matt, you're, you know, you're in there and you know, you, it's before you meet Robin Williams and he's questioning you about, you know, relationships. Um, why does he get down and give you a blowjob? And Matt said, you've read the script. <laughs> he was like, we just put that in there to see if anyone would actually, was actually reading the script. That's amazing. So, whenever you do start shopping your script, put some little like Easter egg or something in there. I want to do that. Or, like see if the producers yeah. actually read your script. <laughs> little tip for you.
1: I like that. Um,
0: what is your favorite comedy of all time? Oh, man. What
1: did I say? Remind me. What is it? Made. Oh yeah, Made. Yeah. It's kind of an obscure choice. It's an obscure choice. Um it's Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. It's their follow-up to Swingers. It's I it's like to me it's so good cuz it's the Vince Vaughn is hilarious in it. And he, he's it's it's it might be the most annoying character ever on film. Um have you seen this movie? I haven't seen it. Oh my god. I know, so good. It's just, it's a great buddy comedy of two bumbling idiots who are, you know, trying to 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 go to New York to handle a, a mob job.
0: Is it as good as Swingers? No, it's. I just like to it.
1: I, I, it's not as good as Swingers, but it's to me, it's like it's got like amazing performances by Sam Rockwell. It's, it's just like a little gem of a movie that not a lot of people know, and they should. Because so I try to promote it whenever I can.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, now Thank everyone can go to Picticular and watch it. Yeah. Uh, what is the movie that you're embarrassed to say you like?
1: All right. So I do like these buddy comedies, and uh, I think Spies Like Us. Is
0: like, yes. That's such a good movie. <laughs> Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, right? Yeah. It was like 1985 yeah. or something. Like
1: the height of the Cold War, you know, Americans versus Russia. I, I don't even know if that movie holds up to this day, but. I, I right. loved it growing up, and I—it's got so many great one-liners in it.
0: Well, if this movie sucks, you can go onto Brian's Instagram and let him know. Uh, who is your favorite male movie character or actor? Who did I say? I said you put it. down two. One of them, actually, I love both these guys.
1: Paul Newman. Did I say? Yep. Yeah. Uh, who's the ultimate leading man, in my opinion? Yep. Um, and you know, just tremendous performances: The Hustler, Cool Hand Luke. Uh, in, even in his later career um, the verdict, uh, just yeah. was, and also a great guy, like did a lot for charity. just a good humanitarian. Um, and then I think I picked Phil Seymour Hoffman. Yep. And who rest in peace gone too soon, you know, was could do an actor that can do comedy and drama. Um, you know, it's pretty rare that they can do it so well. I mean, John C. Riley is yeah. one of these guys, but um yeah, I mean, Phil was, I, I, I'm so, I wish I got to work with him. I never got a chance to work with him and um, his his work will live on forever, but he, he he's just so, just a, such a force of the director Yeah, and I
0: that. got through, uh, did you ever see him do anything live?
1: I saw him do uh, My Cement with
0: John C. Riley. Did you see that? No, but I saw him do Where uh, through West. Through West, sorry. Yeah, see that theater in the round? Yeah. And in the other night. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was incredible. That was mind-
1: yeah. so incredible. Yeah. I thought it was my cement.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the thing about that, um, as you mentioned, was that each night they would switch, they would, they would alternate who was who. Yeah. I mean, it was just mind-blowing.
1: It was just a masterclass in acting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Written by? Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard. I heard he wrote that, like, in two weeks with a few bottles of whiskey. By the way, do you have your coffee? There it is. <laughs> it's your Irish coffee. It's my bedtime. All right. And who's your favorite female movie character or actress?
1: I had to go with Meryl Streep. I had to go with Meryl Streep. She's the, the greatest ever. And, you know, yeah, I just, I, I, I feel like I know her, but I don't know her at all because every time I see her, she's a chameleon, you know? Um, and I mean, what can you say? She's like, there's, she's the greatest. It's just
0: yeah. not you can contest it. Really. I would say uh, my favorite Meryl Streep movie was Kramer versus Kramer.
1: Yes. Um, Dustin
0: Hoffman. Favorite. Man. I don't
1: know. Yeah. That's a good one. Selfie's choice. Dear, I mean,
0: product. I, I mean, yeah. And
1: everything she does is so good. Yep. So yeah, yep. that's an easy one.
0: Well, Brian, you are so good and I so appreciate you coming on the show, sharing uh, yeah. some yeah. Your insight um, for people who are out there who are uh, looking to find out more of uh, what you're up to. How can people check out what's latest yeah. and greatest?
1: I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Um, But uh, yeah, I guess you can find me on those. those
0: Do you have an album coming out or any? uh At the moment, no, I
1: put one out uh, about a a couple months ago, a year ago almost now, um, an EP. And so, yeah, I've been focusing more on the writing these days uh, of writing films, so we'll see what happens with those.
0: Awesome. I
1: think think something good will happen actually soon because I had some progress.
0: Definitely. Well, you know, we've been uh, both kicking around in the industry long enough and, you know, there's some people that come and go and I can see why you've had the success you've had, because not only are you talented, but you're just a really, really good guy. And, uh, you know, whenever I've seen you interact with with the families and other people like at St. Jude and, um, just other events that we've been at, you've always been humble and, and down to earth. And I think, that's one of the big reasons why uh, so many people love you, dude, including me.
1: Thanks, Con. That's really nice of you to say. I mean, I, I, and I and right back at you, man. I, I'm Thanks. I feel like you just you 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 keep changing and you keep finding all these new ways to express yourself. And and I know you're and you're successful in everything you do. So just keep doing it, man. This has been this has been great, and you're already getting like huge guests, which is. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, not I got you. Not me. Other <laughs> <laughs> people.
0: But before we go, we got to ask you an eight ball question. Okay, do it. You yeah. get to ask the eight ball anything. Okay. Yeah. So what is it? What are you going to ask? When is this shit going to be over? This coronavirus. Oh, it says outlook good. All right, I'll take it. All right, let's it's go. With coming. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much for being here again. Have a great rest of your night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Pleasure. All right. Take Bye. care. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Again, if you're uh, if you're interested in checking out Brian's Pick 6, download the particular app, and uh, it will allow you to link to uh, Hulu and Apple TV and uh, Amazon Prime so you can rent those movies. Um, and if, again, if you're looking for more of what Brian is doing, uh, you can check him out on IMDb. You can see his latest projects coming up and be sure to download his songs um, or check him out on Spotify. And uh, again, thanks for everyone who uh, came out tonight. We are going to be continuing again next week. And uh, for those of you who are looking to get some more information about how you can get uh, put some uh, rubber on the road with regards to creating your own projects. I know we're all kind of stuck here and ready to just break out of being indoors and, and getting back to real life. But you know, a lot of what we're doing right now is having to pivot and find new opportunities and new ways of doing things. And that, that sometimes need, uh, just requires some support and a community to help push you in the direction where you wanna go. So if you're looking for that little kick in the butt, um, some goal setting, uh, little assistance with helping you put your dreams down on paper and actually turn them into a reality Um, you can check out my my website colineglesfield.com and click on the inspire tab it's a six-week online course where i help you create your own dream life by putting all of it down into a movie script format so again go to colineglesfield.com check it out Uh, subscribe to my uh, email newsletter And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get notifications for the next Coffee with Colin.